0: Well, hello, Idaho, my friends and fellow CEOs of life. This is Jason Harwood, the creator of the CEO Idaho podcast. And real quick before we get started, I just want to encourage you to go and check out all of the resources I have available for you in your quest to be the CEO of your own life. Go follow me on Instagram, CEO Idaho. Check out the CEO Idaho Facebook page and go to the thejasonharwood.com. Uh, Check out my blog, check out the resources that I will have available for you there. Okay, let's get started. You are the CEO of your life. You have to make it happen because let's be honest, no one will make it happen for you three things are going to make all the difference in your success whether you run a business a household or your career those are first your mindset second your habits and third your productivity and who better to learn from how to maximize your mindset habits and productivity hacks than the successful local CEOs and business owners watch what they do that you can do too so here we go. Mindset, habits, hacks, all part of the CEO Idaho podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. Today we are talking with Jennifer Hovey, who is the owner of Huntington Learning Center in East Boise, an interesting business. Uh, Jennifer, it's a franchise, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and you own that, um, what do they call it, a... a uh, like a cent I guess they call it a center
1: yes it's a tutoring center
0: yeah a tutoring center so how did you decide you wanted to go into business running a tutoring center
1: well I've always been a small business owner I think that I fell into this I was in the right place at the right time um, we were actually looking for a business for my boyfriend to buy and then I saw uh, an ad for this on on uh, one of those commercial websites, and I said, oh my gosh, that would be so fun, because I had just gotten through all of the college um, entrance, and, uh, you know, all of those applications, and everything for my oldest daughter, Callie, and I really loved the process, so I was like, oh, I wish I would have (laughs) known that there was a place like this, and so anyway, yada, 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 I ended up buying it, so.
0: And and the primary business is Helping high school age kids prepare for college, the standardized tests?
1: Well, not necessarily. We do three things. We do a lot of ACT, SAT, exam prep, which is what you're talking about. We do a lot of subject tutoring, an awful lot of math, chemistry. We can go up to AP Calc. Um, We are an accredited school, so we use all certified teachers. And then the third thing is um, helping the younger kids. Uh, I think my youngest student right now is age five. We do a, a huge phonics program, a lot of reading comprehension, um, and an awful lot of Common Core math help.
0: Okay. So anything from a five-year-old all the way up to uh, uh, 18, 19, 20-year-old maybe, huh?
1: Well, right now I have a ASVAB, which is the uh, military entrance exam student, and I think he's 23 or four, So. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it's all fun. right. It's, you, every day is a different day around here. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs>
0: Well, I only have seven kids, so I could probably <laughs> just keep the whole center going, just, just send all my kids over every day. That would be great. That would be great. I'd just send them over there for a couple hours. Sure. Uh, so uh, why did you pick this particular franchise? There's hundreds of franchises.
1: I didn't specifically look to buy a franchise. Mm. I was, I had another job, and I... I was um, designing kitchens, and I, I mean, this was just such a complete left turn for me, Jason, um, but I liked the franchise model a lot more mm. than I thought I would, particularly because I didn't have any experience with the tutoring center, and they the Huntington's are fantastic, and they were um, very, it's almost like having um older parent or a mentor to help you through this. So it's yeah. it's I've been doing it almost 7 years now and I love it but I um I didn't go specifically into be a franchisee.
0: So more along the lines of but but you were passionate about it, right? That's what's interesting about small business owners. Sometimes it's like you know, I I I wasn't I was kind of passionate about this thing or I just knew I wanted to be in small business.
1: Right. I I am very passionate about it and probably even more so now than I was when I first started. I was really excited about the ACT, SAT, and um, the prospect of increasing people's grades or or rather the standardized test score to get into college. What I didn't realize is how passionate I would become with the little kids and and (laughs) seeing them blossom because they're just so spongy. Yeah. You know, if uh, Eileen Huntington um, had me fly out to decide whether or not she'd sell me this franchise, and Mm -hmm. she said, you know, Jennifer, if you go into this business um, just for the money, the parents and the kids will be able to sniff that out. You know, she's like, go buy a laundromat or something like that if you're just interested (laughs) in the money, but if you really are interested in helping the kids, they'll be able to smell that too, Mm -hmm. so um, you know, she was exactly right, and I think Whenever we've gotten off track in trying to look at the bottom line too much, um, yeah, it, it tends to make my business suffer. With hmm. the kids first, everything tends to work really well.
0: That's an interesting business principle. It uh, ha- has to do with focus and mindset. Um, one of the key topics I love to talk about with business owners is mindset and, and this, this concept of a successful mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, How have you developed that yourself to believe that you could be successful at, whether it's a kitchen business or a learning center, helping people? What kind of leads you to believe you can be successful in these things?
1: Well, I view myself as a lifelong learner. I love to read. I love podcasts like yours. I love um, (laughs) YouTube videos. I'm a giant supporter of Tom Bilyeu. Um, He works, he has YouTube, do you know who he is? Yeah.
0: yeah. He does
1: impact theory and health theory um, Mm. on uh, YouTube. So I listen to him practically every morning while I'm getting ready for work. Um, He helps me to, you know, turn up the energy and turn off the negativity that I might have in my little brain. Um, And the other thing that helps me is I've, I've developed a really wonderful team that i totally believe in and trust, and that has made all the difference in this business.
0: Hmm. What advice would you give to somebody about how to turn off negativity in our brains?
1: Well, you know, as they always say in the self-help realm, you know, weeds grow on their own, so it's your job to pull them out and try to replace them with something fertile, so I'm trying to always um, think about guidelines in my life or mindsets or goal setting, as tried as that might sound, um, because I find if I lose focus like that, I tend to atrophy. Hmm.
0: Um, How have you seen it in students? Have you noticed, I mean, is there a value just in coming? Because now I come to Huntington and I feel more confident, so I do better.
1: Yep, that's exactly what I see. Uh, And I always think that comes first because students like by the time we get them in third or fourth grade, they haven't had an educational win in quite some time. Usually they've been struggling in kindergarten and first and, you know, oh, they'll grow out of it and Mm. it becomes um, just, you know, it's like if you have to go to a job you hate every single day, but Mm -hmm. they don't have the opportunity to quit. They have to keep coming. So when they come in. They get the one-on-one tutoring that's highly positive. Um, It's motivating for them, and it's also okay to fail and to say you don't know something here. Um, So it's all right, but we encourage you to raise your hand and say, you know, I've never quite gotten fractions or something like that. No matter what your age is, you can go back and and teach them those basics. And then they're not afraid to raise their hand in school, and they see themselves as a good student again. But Hmm. yeah, I, I think that's the those are the first green sprouts that you see is that budding confidence and um, um, less reluctance to go to school.
0: Yeah. And it's tied to small victories. Absolutely. So if you're a business owner or thinking of being a business owner, you know, just doing some kind of side hustle, whatever it is, you know, people who listen to this podcast, what are, what are small wins from the business standpoint, right? Like, How do you you apply that to what you do to get small wins?
1: Well, I look at my um, P&L much less frequently than I did at the beginning. I think, you know, the first (laughs) three years I was just so scared and didn't know what in the heck I was doing, so I thought I was going to burn down the place. Um, I think now I feel like we have a longer arc where mm-hmm. I can look at year over year and, you know, look back where we were. Like when I first bought the business, we had 36 students. We now have over 120. So, I mean, you have to play the long game in business. Um, I was just listening to another Tom Bilyeu, um yesterday um, with Simon Sinek when he was talking about the infinite game of business. You know, it's not finite. It's, you have to be in it for the long haul and to be able to make some long-term systemic changes um, rather than just going for the quick buck. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, this, this concept of small wins, right? Just doing something that I'm good at, something that can get me back on the path of feeling as though I I can be uh, successful, yeah. I, I think is so important. Sure. And And... I don't know. It's interesting because for me, I notice a lot of times uh, the most negative time I have is right in the morning. I don't know why that is, hmm. um, but, but like I wake up and, and somehow that's my, my negative time where I have to most significantly battle that, that negativity that comes in.
1: I think I think it's, you know, like having a case of the Mondays, you know. It's a case of the Mondays. Uh, I, what I do is I get up before anybody else does. I get up usually between 5.30 and 6 and either read something motivating. Um, I go to the Y and, and um, watch motivational videos while I'm working out. Um, and then, like I said, I listen to positive messages while I'm getting ready in the morning. I mean, you're sitting there. Well, you're not, but I am sitting there um, (laughs) putting my hair and makeup together, and what else are you doing? So you might as well be filling your brain with that. And I can tell um, times when I've gotten away with it, when I'm just uh, from it and I've just listened to music or something, it makes a difference Mm. in my day. It really sets the tone for my energy level and how I approach the day.
0: Huh Well, so I guess that is our um, next topic, which was we, we were going to talk about kind of habits and rituals. You have a morning one, mm-hmm. up early, exercise, positive content. A- any a- a- Did I miss anything in the morning routine? No,
1: I mean, I, I make sure that I eat protein. You know, if I have mm. Captain Crunch, which I love, um, you know, I'm I'm hungry again by 10:30, so I need to eat uh, eggs or eggs and bacon or something like that. I'm very yep. protein and fat heavy in the morning.
0: I found Malto Meal now does one. It's like Captain Crunch berries, and now they've thrown like Lucky Charm marshmallows in it. Oh my gosh! It, like I I I don't. Know. It's it's by far my favorite cereal ever. <laughs> But I, I'm just the opposite. Like I'll eat it at like 1030 at night. I'll, go, I'll be really good all day long. And then at 1030, I'm having three bowls of Captain Crunch Berries with marshmallows. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so that's a morning ritual. Um, I, and, and I've noticed for me, I, I do some meditation in the morning and I do it in the morning because I wake up and, and sometimes have th- th- that negativity. And I think, okay, I just got to calm my brain down, meditate 15 minutes of meditation and and I'm feeling uh, better and more active. um, Anything else that you do consistently? Any other habits that you think are uh, important contributors to the success you've had?
1: I think as far as my business goes the um, best habits I can have is like just before I jumped on with you um, I had a daily meeting with my two managers and we just talked about okay what have we got coming up we have a teacher meeting tomorrow night where you know everybody can bring their ideas I order the pizza and we have some camaraderie for uh, an hour an hour and a half or so um, keeping that up I think helps people feel like they're part of a team Mm -hmm. rather than just an expendable tutor that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know if that's a a habit, but it's definitely something that cultivates the culture that I want in our center.
0: Hmm. Uh, Yeah. Um, So business owners, so influential of the culture that their business has. So you do a... Uh, You do a a kind of a teacher meeting. Uh, Anything else that you do to consistently build the culture you want?
1: No, it just goes back to what I said before. If you put the student first, everything else falls into place. Um, It's really hard to find people that fit in with that culture because it's highly collaborative and unselfish. Um, I find Mm. teachers are... Teachers are that way by nature. Um, Sometimes it's a little harder to find math teachers by nature. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But, you know, you have to – it's important to me to not have a lot of turnover with teachers, and so you Mm -hmm. have to invest a lot in your employees. I have um, three teachers that have been here longer than I have, and – you don't get to keep fantastic teachers like that unless you keep them happy in other ways besides monetarily.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's interesting that the habit of connection, the habit of culture building, I, I think it's I think it's difficult because it's hard to schedule. It's hard to say, like, next Tuesday I'm going to work on, you know, next Tuesday at 4, I'm going to have an hour of culture building, (laughs) right?
1: Well, you know, we do things uh, at the teacher table where everybody signs in. We have a little jar called Kudos for Colleagues, and Mm. you, right, it's just a little small thing, and it's like, I like, um, I want to give a kudo to Emily because, and then they fill it in, and then we post those around and then give them to the teacher. So, you know, it's not just us that's hearing the good thing about the teacher, but everybody else that comes into the center can see what the compliment was. And then we hand that to them. And, you know, it's just those intangibles, Jason. I think they um, pervade the area.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, It's interesting because... As we've just been talking about habits, I mean, oftentimes our mind might go to something where we think there might be a little bit more direct correlation. But you went to a morning routine of self-care and then habits of connection and habits of culture building. And so, I, you know, I'm just interested at which habits – business owners tend to think about as as i asked the question right what what are the habits that bring results so frequently it has to do with connection and culture more than like oh you know every tuesday we right you know whatever it is
1: Um, and maybe even more so for my business because i deal with so many kids and with kids parents you know they're they're handing over their precious son or daughter to us and trusting that we know what we're doing. Um, we I at least meet with our parents every month. Um, more often than that, that I mean some, some parents want to meet after every session and talk about the <laughs> progress their their um, child has made. But I really take that um, trust to heart and I want them to know, you know, that we're working really hard for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, day in, day out. Um, The the teachers feel that. And what Emily, my center director, tells me uh, that she likes the most about this job is it's all the best things about teaching without all the crummy things about teaching. You know, she gets to inspire. She gets to um, change kids' lives um, without all of the rigmarole.
0: How do you... um... You have tons to do, right? I mean, you're a business owner, um, so many roles and responsibilities. How do you justify spending time in the morning on things like reading articles and exercising? And I mean, you know, some people find it hard and say, gosh, I'm too busy to do those things or, uh, you know, I can't prioritize those things.
1: Well. As you know, that can't word is a little niggler in there. If you don't think it's important, you won't make time for it. For me, I can see the difference that it makes in my life, in my job, in my relationships with my family. Um, So I show up to be a better person when I'm taking care of myself that way. I don't feel like it's selfish. I feel like it's um, a necessity.
0: Yeah, awesome. So I, um what, one last question for you is, is about productivity and and like I say, as a small as every small business owner, there's probably ten thousand things you could do every day. How do you determine the uh, activities that are most important, and then how do you go about making sure you get the most important things done consistently?
1: Well. We make sure that the most important things are put on the calendar. Um, we set up the calendar in our center three weeks in advance so like at noon today we have a marketing meeting we have a marketing meeting every Thursday that we can count on um, we have that teacher meeting at least quarterly so we know we have uh, we have to get that on the schedule I mean, it doesn't it sound bland but it's just scheduling it. <laughs>
0: And so the is. most important things, you put it on your calendar.
1: Yes, and, and way, way in advance. And I find that I find a lot of really fun things to do if I don't have something that I need to do right then. I'm, mm. I'm just, I'm a goofball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so besides the teacher meeting, what are, what are other top priorities? How did you, and how do you determine, oh, this thing is really important?
1: Well, we make sure that we are scheduling our um, conferences with our parents on a daily basis and confirming and all of that. So that is the top priority, is making sure that kids are taken care of. And then as far as my day goes... At I'm like the overlord doing the um, social media and, you know, all the marketing, the direct mail and all of that, um, where my managers are are grading the tests and getting the binders together and, and whatnot. So I don't know if that's a good answer or not, but that's how we do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and so do you have like, are you a to-do list person? Are you a, Like you've just got it in your brain, so you just know what needs to be done? How do you manage all the tasks?
1: I'm a sticky note person, and I'm also uh, put notes in the notes section of my iPhone. So I can refer back to that. I am not very good anymore at just remembering everything. I take for granted that I'll... um, Oh, I'll remember that appointment because it's really important. And then when my alarm goes off that I need to go for that appointment, it's, oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, so I don't know if you're that way, but I make sure I set both alerts on my iPhone for things.
0: <laughs> I, I had that happen to me just recently. I had a 5.30 conference call. Um, and so at like 5.10, I was like, okay, in 20 minutes, I got to get on this. And, Pretty soon I started doing something, and at like 525, I said to my son, we had to, he had to go to a, an appointment. I said, okay, let's go. And all of a sudden, I got a text from the other person saying, you know, hey, we're on in five minutes. I was like, how, yeah. in, the in, <laughs> how in the world in 15 minutes did I get so distracted I that I went from thinking, oh, okay, in 20 minutes I got to do this, to literally 15 minutes later saying to my son, okay, we're leaving. And then, luckily, I got that reminder. It's.
1: I, I'm glad it's not only me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's one of the important points is, yeah, if it's not in your phone, relying on your brain, it turns out, is just not
1: effective. Well, it just takes up too much bandwidth. You know, if, you can, if there is a way that you can either look at a calendar or have an alert pop up, then you can get distracted and do other things because you know you'd be brought back at the time. So mm-hmm. you know, those are just disciplines I think that are important to develop. Um and I'm not the best at those, but I sure try.
0: Well at least I'm reassured that a person who focuses on learning and brain capacity still <laughs> still <laughs> realizes that I gotta write stuff down or I'm gonna forget.
1: My gosh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. I, I am um, organized only because of those mechanisms.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, which I guess goes to the back to the standardized testing thing. It's crazy that kids are maybe it's anticipated that they would remember and be able to um, process that much information.
1: Uh, I am always impressed by these kids and they work so hard and they're so tired. <laughs> You know, they come straight in from cross-country practice, all stinky, and then they have to do a two-hour session, and they get through it, you know?
0: 16-
1: and 17-year-old kids are just, they're just amazing. Um, But I also think, you know, they're they're fallible, too. We have kids that are, I mean, if you take a a really good math student there as a junior, they're usually in pre-calc or even AP-calc or something like that. ACT and SAT has have a lot of questions on arithmetic, so they are always missing like the average, median, mode questions, or um, (laughs) you know rates, or you know something arithmetic wise because they haven't had it. So they get Mm -hmm. rusty too. I mean, you and I need to cut ourselves some slack. We're not (laughs) sixteen.
0: When I was sixteen, I could do that. Now I got to write it down. Yeah. Okay. So write it down. I, I love your morning routine. I'd encourage everybody to to build some kind of morning routine that includes something positive. I I, I read um, over and over again, and and all the best studies right now are are indicating that man, the worst thing you can do in the morning is like grab your phone and start diving right into email or something. You got to have that time to um, read something positive, listen to something positive, build positivity in.
1: Absolutely. Well, and if you get up that early, you don't have to look at your phone. You know, I don't look at my phone until I um, take my daughter to school at eight o'clock. Hmm. And then, you know, there are plenty of things that could happen at 801, but, uh, you know, that, that that one or two hours prior to you, it's just invaluable. Hmm. And it's a treat. It's not a have to. It's a get to. It's like, yay, I get to wake up and do this for myself, you know?
0: Yeah. Divert you don't feel like... Nervous? You don't feel like, oh my gosh, I got to check my phone right when I wake up.
1: Um, yeah, but it's more just out of curiosity and habit than it is really trying to put out any fires at six fifteen a.m. You know. Yeah. I always say there are no tutoring emergencies. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> there are, but nobody will die if I don't get to my phone till eight thirty or nine a.m. You know.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's the key, right? Is I mean, I don't get up and look at my phone because I need to. I get up and look at my phone because it's my habit.
1: No, well, yeah, that's fun, and it gives you a little dopamine hit. But maybe you know, then you're in a reactive state. So there's, it. I just don't find the value in that as much huh. as I do. My quiet little corner with my book. Yeah. Gosh, I sound like an old grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I think that you said something interesting. Then you're in reactive rather than preparing yourself to be proactive and addressing the most important things. So right. awesome. Well, uh, Jennifer, this has been so insightful. Gosh, you've given me lots to think about and some incredible tips for our listeners. Again, um, if you have somebody like me that fits into that category. Uh, you can check out, I do have the link for Jennifer specific Huntington Learning Center in East Boise uh, in the podcast notes. So make sure that you go there to get uh, access to her and her particular center. So uh, thank you so much for sharing some time and insights with us. Well,
1: I appreciate the thought at all. <laughs> it was fun. It was my- yeah.
0: Yeah, this is fun. Wow, that gives us some great things to start with. Now, don't forget for more, check out my website, thejasonharwood.com. You can get my blog and links to my social media accounts to keep your mindset, habits, and hacks moving forward. Now go do one thing better today. We'll see you on the next CEO Idaho podcast.